Welcome back to Elevate Ordinary. I'm your host, John Mark Grodi. And I'm Tracy Grodi. And we're back with another conversation, extraordinary conversation, hopefully, about the ordinary pursuit of truth, goodness, and beauty every day in our in our normal life, family life, mom, dad life, all that stuff, all the opportunities God is sending to us uh, to become the saints he's called us to be and all those that we trip over and miss over every day, right, babe? Yeah. She said. Yeah, all those things. <laughs> exactly. Ditto. Today we're talking about women's community, building community amongst women, which I know lots about. And so I'm going to be talking a lot today. Teresa's mostly going to be listening. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Obviously, just kidding. But before we get into the topic today, I want to remind you, as always, go to elevateordinary.com to learn more about the show, to access all of our archives, uh, and also to join our patron community, The Manor at St. Anne's, where we do stuff. We post other things sometimes. Uh, no, seriously, we were talking the other day. We want to we want to have a lot more of your input uh, because we want to build more episodes around uh, kind of our shared experiences as fellow moms and dads and husbands and wives uh, trying to live uh, life in Christ. Uh, and we want more of your input so we can build some more shows around that. So that's a great place to be sharing that. We also, you know, have ideas of things we want to do there, exclusive content and stuff like that. So we'll get to that hopefully eventually. But in the meantime, we're talking about, what are we talking about, babe? Well, I thought, so you're supposed to ask me the questions. Oh, babe. sorry. I mean, he threw I'm, my notes before we started. Okay. <laughs> None of these no, have no, no, question no. marks at the no, end. No, no, no. Okay. okay so I have a phenomenal community. Yeah. Um, in our town mm-hmm. of Catholic women from, you know, like we're, we're a suburb of Toledo. We live in a suburb of Toledo. So there's, it's not just our town like that, you know, like there's right. an array of people all over the place. Um, but beautiful, intentional Catholic women living intentional Catholic lives. Um, and we wanted to talk today about starting a mom's group, mm-hmm. uh, starting a women's group. Um, now this is something that, I've been experientially doing Mm -hmm. for seven years um, and I've been part of them previously and we had a phenomenal um, community in college before, but I am not like, I'm not reading books on how to start women's groups. (laughs) I'm not like, I don't have anything but real life experience and I have real life experience with my own life. Mm -hmm. But I think that some of the things and particularly the mindsets that I've I've cultivated over the years um, are helpful to share yeah. because some you can have a list of like how to start the moms group, but if you or how to start a small group, how to start mm-hmm. a community or whatever. But if you don't have some ways of like troubleshooting things that occur, right? You know, or a mindset from which to act, mm-hmm. um, it can you you know you can have a moms group that grows and then fizzles. Yeah. You know, because um, I think of of some mistakes that I've seen in the past and I didn't want to emulate when we started our yeah. moms group seven years ago. And we've talked about this these kinds of topics a lot on this show, uh, many different angles, community, community building, that kind of stuff. You know, and one of the things that we always emphasize on the show is virtue. And if we think back last year, talking to the new polity guys, you know, about money and the virtues related to money, one of their big points is that we, we get into systems thinking too much mm-hmm. where we think if we just have the perfect system, the perfect plan, the perfect structure, then it'll make up for our lack of virtue as a society of any size. And that's just not the case. Um, the the, the per- most perfect utopian structure in the world can't make up for lack of virtue. But on the, on the flip side, virtue can make up for an imperfect system. You can, you can live a pretty good life in the midst of that. So yeah. talking about this kind of thing, it's always an ongoing, evolving thing of trying to come up. What are some of the principles involved? What are some of the things that are helpful? But also, ultimately, 
just trying to encourage each other. You have to keep trying, keep experimenting to figure out how to make it work in your particular group. Yeah. So something we realized pretty quick on when we moved from being um, single persons in lay ministry, mm-hmm. okay, which is how we met in college, right. part of our our um, Catholic group, and moving into married life and starting to have children is that I realized that I had been thinking with like a business mindset mm-hmm. in ministry. Yeah. Um, and that families, having a family kills it, kills that business mindset. Um, it causes, especially for people, women who are college educated, it causes a lot of having a family causes a lot of anxiety, a lot of like deep, awful feelings, deep, awful situations that you go into. Um, but then when you come out of it, you, when you, when you begin to see the journey that God, like the purification that God is pulling you through, when you come out the other side, you're like, oh my gosh, God is a good and gracious father Mm -hmm. who is continuously pouring his grace and gifts down upon us. And I'm acting as if, if I have the right system, if I have the right business model, Mm -hmm. if I act like a business in the world, in my church, we're going to grow and it's all going to be based on this particular business model. And that is absolute bosh. Mm -hmm. Like God is is the one who gives any good fruit that I have mm-hmm. and I I could have nothing without it. So um so one of the one of our early on ministries like realizing once we were starting having kids is that oh my gosh, my kids and my family and my family's messiness needs to be up front. Like the best way that we can serve the church is to show the church that families don't look like businesses. Families don't look like compartmentalized little places where you put the kids here, you put the adults here, you put family time here and you put Jesus here and you put like family smashes it all together and makes you fight all the time. (laughs) And that is highly valuable. Having conflict is highly valuable, you know? Um, And so we wanted to serve other families by simply living our family life with them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and then thus obviously being served by them and their own particular charisms and their own particular, um, you know, vices and virtues, you know, living community life together. And I forgot to bring my catechism, (laughs) but in the catechism of the Catholic church, um, the section on community, the church makes it very clear that society Mm -hmm. is not an option for human beings. Living in a, in a polity is not an option. It's how we're born. We're born needing to be taken care of. We're born into a mansion, as Benjamin Cello says. I'm sure he's quoting someone, but we, mm-hmm. we, watch, we watch a lot of Benjamin Cello at our house. We're born into a mansion, heirs to a great legacy that comes before us. And we're not born as individuals, yeah. individually existing. You know, um, We have people to thank for where we are. Um, and we have people to thank for trying us by fire yeah. and refining us and helping us grow in virtue. And one of the reasons I think that when we move into family life, marriage and family life, why that, as you said, is such a crash and burn kind of situation initially for most of us, it's a trial by fire for most of us, uh, at least for a time. And it, never, it always continues to be, you just get better at riding the wave, I would say, over time. <laughs> yeah. But the reason is, is that it's not that you're going from, from one society to another society I think for most of us, especially in the modern world, the world is constructed rather diabolically so, so that we can actually live very atomized, isolated, 
unsocial lives, right? Like I don't need my neighbors. You know, I go to church and I work and I shop all different places with different groups of people. None of us are interdependent. Mm -hmm. I only need you except for this transaction. And then our lives don't touch anymore. Mm -hmm. So we're actually able to live and construct as single people, oftentimes very isolated, atomized, independent, liberal lives, liberal in the grand, you know, um, you know, philosophical sense. Like it's just me and my choices and they, and they're, they're kind of this isolated world unto themselves. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that, again, as, as the catechism points out, that's not how we were, what we were created for. That's not what we are by nature. By nature, we come into the world, into a family, mm-hmm. into a society, a society of hierarchy, a society of, of necessary interdependencies that we can't do away with. They're just there. They're part of the world. And so there's a, there's a part after we, <laughs> we leave our family, we kind of get entranced by this you know, a very independent life. And we feel like we're very free. We feel like we're very patient and we have very good relationships and things are um, like we get along with people really well. But then you get married and realize, no, I was actually living just a very comfortable life where I didn't really need other people and they didn't need me. And I was kind of happy with that and fine with that. And And realizing (laughs) even though I worked really hard, you know, like born into poverty, got, you know, scholarships, grants, like whatever I could get to like, do what I wanted to do, worked nearly full-time from the time I was 15 and a half, like Mm -hmm. probably once I left high school, full-time, overtime, you know, working for school, working, like just me working, working, working. And I'm thinking like, I've had all the tests, you know, like I have denied myself, you know, and therefore all these benefits. And then I had kids and I was like, I was so free. I was free to quit my job. I was free to quit school. I was free, you know, like to make all these decisions. And now I'm not free or this other one dies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this yep. child will die. Um, and just realizing that, yeah, like I had lived a really, really free life and that my parents, their sacrifice, their like very serious sacrifice to have me was why I lived a free life to begin with. You right. know, like um, it was, just it was a, shocking. I hadn't realized that before. <laughs> Justin wrote, uh, people have said, and I'm paraphrasing here as always, that love is blind and he said love is not blind love is bound um love goes through life cycles i mean you get married there's a honeymoon period obviously but then you know that that falls away and you you're continually confronting the reality of the other person and that can be difficult but you also go deeper because you're you're choosing you're you chose to be bound and you're being faithful and you're being true to that through these kids. We're getting off sub- subject here. The point is, <laughs> is that whether it's your spouse, your children, your community, um, there's a crashing into mm-hmm. other people that's necessary for real community. Yeah. And it's not merely systematized. It can't be merely yeah. systematized. It's, the family cannot be systematized. Yeah. Um, I'm working on a project. I think I've mentioned this before. I'm working on a project right now that is supposed to assist families. Mm-hmm. And my biggest hurdle is that I don't want to systematize the family. Mm-hmm. You can't. You know, you just can't. <laughs> well, you can't systemize somebody else's. Like in your own family, it's yeah. your own work of art. Like we, we, our particular liturgy and rhythms and routines and rules and traditions and all that, that's not something you can plan out for somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, or you can't pick it up from a book for yourself. But you, you have to go through the own difficult journey of learning your spouse, your children, building your own family traditions and structure. But- and, but really, yeah. truly, the only way that you can come about that yeah. is by being in contact with other families and mm. seeing their witness. Right, right, right. Um, That's huge, yeah. 
Well, that that is it. I mean, we're yeah. born into a family. We learn a family by the family, good or bad, mm-hmm. that we have. Um, we see other people's families as mm-hmm. we come into contact with them. And then when you're having your own family, mm-hmm. you you see the good, you see the bad, you see mm-hmm. you you see the mess of other families. Right. Um, and that is important to the formation of our discernment. Right. Um, and my uh, my mental health, your mental health, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, in our relationship. Mm-hmm. So. Would you like to ask me these questions that you just thought of off the top of your head? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, uh, I'll start with the ones that have question marks. because Well, wrong. yeah, start yeah. at the top. <laughs> I mean, you know. Family is the building block of society. Did I write that? That's at the top of the list there. Right there. Oh, that was the name of our, oh, okay. Oh, here. sorry. How about this one? Okay. Guys, this is, this starting, is real life here. Starting with. How do you, how, how does one start? No, no, no here, let me read the question. <laughs> what does our mom's group look yes, like today? What does your mom's group look like today? This is what a working family looks like, right? <laughs> this is what having a newborn in the house looks like. Um, but that's okay. It's good. Yeah. Um, so our mom's group today is probably a little over a hundred women. Mm-hmm. We started it about seven years ago mm-hmm. and um, we're not beholden to any particular parish uh, it, so this may look different for other people and other moms groups, but like we have, we live in a suburb and there are about three parishes, like super awesome parishes within a really small radius of each other, um, that we started meeting people who attended. Mm-hmm. And then also our college group, cause we went to college near here. Um, people started moving, relocating their families after college back to this particular area in this diocese. And so we kind of had a little more spread out, Mm -hmm. you know, so we're kind of around the diocese of Toledo, um, particularly Toledo, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, the Toledo area. Um, and yeah, so we, we started out just with like, um, play group, play dates because our kids were all younger. We were all like in the throes of having our first, second, third, you know, children. And so we started with regular play groups, um, once a week and regular mom nights, maybe once or twice a month. Um, usually in each other's homes, we eventually moved to restaurants because it just was a lot easier um, and a lot more appealing to uh, get a drink. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just, we started just by word of mouth. Like I think I met um, a couple of people in the back of church. Um, someone somehow heard that I was starting a mom's group and phone called me. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we, I had a college friend move back and she was having kids and I knew she needed community and she knew she needed community and we interacted about that. So, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's awesome. There's a dad's group now and our, our kids, you know, we do random things. Like if someone's going berry picking, like we did this morning, mm-hmm. you know, be like, Hey everybody, I'm going to Johnston's 8:30 AM. <laughs> You're welcome to join us, you know, or my pool's open on this day. You're welcome to join us. And so it's, it's become really great Yeah, a community for sharing and helping and, you know, helping in ways around the house and around your property and your parish that maybe wouldn't get advertised in the bulletin that you wouldn't have a way to ask for help otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're pretty active. Even before we came to this area, you, we'd been talking about this kind of stuff mm-hmm. for a long time, you know, so what, I mean, we, a lot of women would have different answers to this probably, but for you personally, like mm-hmm. what were you wanting from other women when you got started? Yes. So, um, like I said, like our, our college life was full. 
like we were in ministry and we were just full of friends, full of activity. And then we got married and we moved out in the middle of a cornfield four hours from where I was familiar with, you know, and I was really lonely, mm-hmm. like really, really lonely. And I didn't know how to meet other women friends who were actually Catholic. <laughs> you know, that was that was an issue. Um, so we the first thing we did was we started a young adults group at the very first parish that we went to. And that young adults group, I think, is still continued. We were at an awesome Dominican parish with awesome <laughs> Dominicans. Um, love those friars. Um, but, uh, then we moved, we pretty quickly moved to Steubenville. And at that point we were just far away from everybody mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't have any help. And we were getting ready to have our second child and there was a mom's group there. And I think I got connected with the mom's group even like before we moved there. Like I remember the first day we got there, I put a blast out and I was like, there's literally no one to help this man on pack our U-Haul. It has to go back to the store and I'm nine months pregnant. So <laughs> can anybody stop by? And they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a big, that, that first, even just moving in yeah. when I asked for help and someone sent their older kids over to help unload right. the truck. That was huge. Um, and then three of the, the moms that kind of ran the group lived at, were our immediate neighbors. Mm-hmm. And so I was just kind of like thrown into this mom's group that was I mean, a lot of getting together and talking about your kids and talking about your husbands. And at first I was really put off by that. You know, I was like, shouldn't we be like doing a Bible study? I mean, we're in Steubenville, like we could be deepening our faith. But I didn't realize how much just being with other women and hearing their complaints so that when it happened in my life, I was like, oh, she had that same problem. This will be okay. Like other people go through this or this was her solution or this is the advice that all the moms, you know, were like laughing and throwing at her, you know, um, it was, it was so formative. Mm -hmm. Um, they also set up meal trains. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I forgot to mention that what our mom's group looks like today. We just had two women have babies in our mom's group this last week and they already have probably 25 meals scheduled on the meal train. Did we have, we We had two months of meals. Yeah. Uh, every other uh, every other day, someone brought us a meal for two whole months. Yeah. Um, so and and what that really works out to when you're thinking like, wow, that's that's very labor intensive. Um, like I make a meal once every three months for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like a huge deal. <laughs> you know, we make yeah. I duplicate, I double my meal for our family, and then I just like drop it off before mm-hmm. you come home for work with all the kids in the car. And sometimes, honestly, it's just so much easier to have the kids strapped in the car driving around than it right. is to even be in the house <laughs> when you have young kids. Um, so I knew what I was looking for. I wanted basically chill, yeah, no cleaning, and I wanted people to have support when they had a baby. Right. Like that was my main goal was just like, we just need to be around other women. And I can't leave this awesome community in Steubenville um, and have nothing here. Mm-hmm. So when we moved um, and I found maybe like three other ladies um, to start this group with, I I had this like mantra in my mind for some reason. I don't know where it co- came from other than like the Holy Spirit, but it was just like, you're going to be the only person at every event for two years. It was just like in my mind, like, it's just going to be you for two years. It's just going to be you for two years. And sure enough, right? So I'd have a mom's group and one other mom would come and it would just be me and her and we'd get to know each other really well. Mm -hmm. You know, or I'd host a play group and it would just be me and one other mom 
and it would just be, you know, and sometimes it would just be me and we'd play at the park and go home, mm-hmm. you know, but it just, I was just like, don't stop. Don't stop. You know, sometimes we have donut Sunday three times and like, nobody's coming. This is a failure. You're just like, don't stop. Like for two years, it's just going to be me. And sure enough, like people, people kept getting added to our group by word of mouth. And that's another, I think a really important thing for me was that because our kids and our addresses were involved and our phone numbers, we wanted to be free to share addresses and share phone numbers. Like come over to my house. Here it is. My house is open. Um, we weren't like a bulletin community. It wasn't right. like we were putting it in the church bulletin. I was literally just meeting women at the back of church or like seeing a family sitting together and a mom being like really exasperated mm-hmm. or, you know, like looking around like, oh, I hope my, nobody noticed that about what my kid just did. And I would make it a point to go up to her after mass and just be like, hi, you know, I started a young mom's group. Um, we meet for playgroups and mom's night sometimes, you know, you want to join it, I, you know, and the, the secret is, is that no one's going to say no to your face. So they'll all be like, yeah, here's my <laughs> email address. Um, and, uh, we have women on the group who have never been to anything, but when I check in with them and I'm like, you know, you don't have to receive these emails every week. Like if, if, you know, you can, mm-hmm. I won't be mad if you don't want to be in the list. Yeah. And they're just like, no, it, like, it makes me feel really good that yeah. I know something's going on and that I could be involved if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think just being like totally no pressure, there's no pressure, there's no dues, there's no, you have to show up to at least three planning meetings, you know, or you have to host at least X number, like basically being an extrovert, I took it all on myself, Yeah. but it wasn't a lot. It was like, I'm committing to one email a week Yeah. and I'm committing to hosting one play group a week where I have to take my kids to the park anyway once, you know? Um, and then I'm hosting one's mom's night at a restaurant or at my house, no cleaning and once a month. Like that's not undue. Like that's not too yeah. much, you know? Well, let me back it up for a moment. Cause I'm thinking that even back to what we experienced in student. <laughs> no, this is good. That's what, like, I'm thinking, I'm not, I'm not ready to do the, the, the dad's group <laughs> episode yet. We'll do that in the future. I'll get Justin Combs to join us for that. But <laughs> you know, like, as I said, this is a constantly evolving troubleshooting kind of thing to try to figure this out because it looks very different in 2022 than it looks like in any other time in history. You know, like we have different challenges, different structures, different, you know, norms that we have to like wrestle with and figure out how do we have community, build community, keep community. Um, One thing we experienced in Steubenville is that it was sort of like a decentralized, loose knit, unsystematized Mm -hmm. group, which there's a, there's a part of me that always wants to like systematize all Mm -hmm. of us. Like, oh, we have to be organized. Like we have to know where everybody is and we have to all have to be together at once. You know, where what's we experienced and then kind of what you've, you know, um, help to build over the years is again like just this kind of loose knit decentralized association of women that another another piece of it is that you're just like we have a bunch of people in this group and and you're uh, a preeminent example of this we're just living our lives trying to live our lives fully and simply we're just opening the, opening the doors and trying to share them with other people mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be necessarily always planned or perfect or systemized systematized in the future it's just as you said you know mm-hmm. like if you want to stay in contact, you know, I'll send you this email. Yeah. I'll let you know things there's that no I'm pr- doing like, that other people are doing. I always make it really clear that there's absolutely no pressure. And yeah. the ladies, like the ladies in my group have done such a phenomenal job in opening up their homes yeah. when they're very messy. Right. So we have a woman in the group who is so, like, she's so wonderful. 
and she brings she brings so you know much who you to are. us. Yeah, you know who you are. But she is so yeah, good at party planning, and she's very um, she's very detailed around it, like a central theme. She makes yeah. phenomenal food, mm-hmm. phenomenal treats, you know. And she'll invite us over, and the the party will be in in this room, and then every other room in the house will be trashed, mm-hmm. and. That like that in and of itself is such a ministry. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was hoping for because yeah. like I, I intentionally would just like when, when I would host at our house, I would clear off like the table that we were going to sit at and clean the bathroom because mm-hmm. we all share one bathroom, kids included, and yeah. it just gets really gross. Um, and like that was it. And I would leave the rest of the mess. Now we have a dog. So like sometimes she sheds really bad and I'll clean up dog hair, but like yeah, just um, leaving my porch as dirty as it was. <laughs> you know, our grass really uncut, like bikes all over the front lawn, toys. I mean, we've been asked so many times whether or not we're a daycare because of the amount of crap toys we have in our backyard. <laughs> I mean, we don't buy anything. It all comes from somebody else's curb. <laughs> um, so, but then I notice that when I go to somebody else's house, mm-hmm. like, there are cobwebs places and there's toys everywhere and there's laundry everywhere and there's stuff everywhere and there's food stuff everywhere. And it's just like, it's totally fine to be there, you know? And they're totally fine with me being there because I know in their mind, they're thinking one time Teresa did this, it'll be okay. (laughs) You know? Um, and we had that messy hospitality episode. And that was one of our big points mm -hmm. last year, whenever that was just a, you got to make it easier. You got to make hospitality easy. And so you can't set, high bars, high standards, high expectations. And you don't want to set those either for yourself because you'll go crazy, but also for other people. Um, you need to set the bar real low because we need each other more than we need to look really great in front of yeah. the neighbors or, you know. And we have, we're blessed with very noticeable kids. Hmm. Okay. So we tend to be the family at mass who's like, going in and out and in and out and kids are talking and we're like, we're stopping and sitting down with the kid when we're supposed to be standing, you know, and like, like doing things with our kids because they're very, very noticeable. <laughs> they have a lot of needs. Um, and I, I always feel like when my kid is literally punching me in the face as I'm taking them out of the church, spitting at me, <laughs> you know, we've all been there. I was actually at a Dr. Ray Grandy thing once yeah. and um, he was talking about disciplining your children and I had to leave with Dominic um, kicking me in the stomach and I like left the baby, newborn baby, like there in the row. And I just like had to leave with Dominic. Um, but like, I, I always feel like when that happens, it's a ministry to other people mm. because honestly, honest to God, I know this is going to sound funny, but it's like, if they're thinking to themselves, I can bring my kids here because their kids are so bad and they're here, mm-hmm. you know, or I, children, I love you so much. You're not bad. You're normal children. But like, you know, um, if you're listening to this someday, uh, but like, I know that the fact that our family is there and loud means that other people are less scared. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and I've had that comment many times over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me about the email list, right? Because like this is, what does it even look like? What sort of uh, service do you use? And are you only the stuff like sending stuff out, or do you have other people say like, "Hey, I'm doing this mm-hmm. event. I'm doing that event." How do you how do you manage that? Like just the technology. Sure. Wise? For six years, five and a half years, 
I sent out all the emails from my Hotmail or Gmail account. Like mm. there was a point where like it would go into people's spam folders because we had so many people. Mm. So we had to find like the sweet spot of like the right email thing. Mm -hmm. We eventually switched over just this last year to a Google group. Mm -hmm. But I was really glad that we only did it this year mm -hmm. because I had absolutely no idea what it would, would occur in 2020, 2021. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and I was glad that people had to reply all to say something to the group because mm. it was like an extra, like, I'm going to share this political thing, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Um, sorry, let me back up cause I'm not making a ton of sense. So for about five years, I was sending out all the emails and to respond, you had to reply all. Yeah. Okay. And I did that for a reason to kind of set the tone. Mm. This is like one of my hacks. Okay. Mm. I did this for a reason to set the tone so that there was no random sharing of all kinds of articles. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as you start sharing like random memes, random general Catholic articles about motherhood, people stop paying attention to their email. Mm -hmm. So I want our mom's group to be like, when you get an email from the mom's group, you click on it mm -hmm. because it always has something interesting and relevant to me in my town, in my circle of friends. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of like when you get a text message, although now people advertise the text messages and you start to ignore those. Yeah. So that was done intentionally. Mm -hmm. And because I also wanted to set the tone of I'm not taking myself too seriously, which almost sounds like it doesn't make sense because I'm the only one that's allowed to send the emails. You know, I have, you can reply all, you know, but because every four years, everybody feels like they have to force everyone else to vote or not vote for someone. Mm. And I did not want that happening. Mm. I wanted to set the example that like you could come to your family group and it has nothing to do with anything that's going on anywhere else. Mm. It just has to do with our absolute local Perrysburg slash Diocese of Toledo yeah. group. And so now when we add new moms, I send out like the only two rules and like loosely a third rule is we don't allow multi-level marketing emails to the group mm -hmm. because that's not what we gave our email for, mm -hmm. like period. It's not for businesses. You know, if you know people in, individually and you want to send private, um, this is not against MLMs. It's just, that's not what we decided, like that's not what we yeah. gave our emails yeah. for. Yeah. And again, you want people to pay attention to the email. Um, so that, and then no politics unless it's specifically local mm. to our Catholic community. So like if there is a prayer vigil at the abortion clinic or if like, and that's not even really political. So um, like I, I have a hard time thinking of what a political reason would be in our specific Perrysburg Diocese of Toledo. But by just by saying that, people know like this is not where I try to convince someone to mm -hmm. vote for X, Y, Z because the whole world is going to end if we don't do that right. or not vote for them. <laughs> like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like it, go, it goes both ways. And actually that was a saving grace when... Um, the shutdown happened mm -hmm. because everyone was picking sides. You know what I mean? And just to have, and I, I did actually say something. I did actually pontificate on the group and just say like, we've all done something stupid in the last two months. Okay. We've all jumped to some conclusion. We have all felt silly for something we've done or thought like, I don't want, I don't want anything that you've seen somebody else do in this group. Mm -hmm 
to affect how we go forward. Okay. It's just been a stressful time and we're just going to pick right back up whenever you feel comfortable picking back up mm -hmm. and do stuff or not do stuff or do stuff. We, we did one virtual mom's night and that did not work. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work. Um, you know, but, uh, well, I'm really grateful yeah. that we didn't switch over to a Google group where anyone could email for any reason yeah. and have a thread until after that. Yeah. Um, it has worked very well. There's probably a lot of tools that could work out there. I mean, people might have suggestions of other ones that would, would work. But that's yeah, I, I I hesitated about Google and Yahoo groups because a lot of times they're very clunky. Yeah. You know, but I do like we, you know, it's a lot easier to respond and to stay on one particular yeah. thread with the Google group. So thank you, Laura, for setting that up for us. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously in the midst of this kind of community, again, there's a million different kinds of activities you could do. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's, I think, a part of the whole process is that you're figuring out like what sort of men's nights, what sort of women's nights, what sort of play dates, you know, or, or a meal train, what sort of things would work and it takes some experimentation. Talk about a couple of the things that, that you and, and some of the moms in your community have sure. done that have worked well, that have been encouraging. So for the first four or five years, we only did play groups and mm -hmm. mom's nights. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we did like a work night. And the, the meal train. And the meal trains. Yeah. yeah. So, and my reason was because I knew being a mom of three at the time and knowing that I was going to have more children and just feeling so overwhelmed that this is what I could take on. I could commit to sending an email. I could commit to having a play group once a week and I could commit to a mom's night, like just inviting ladies over once a month. I could commit to that. Or making an extra meal. Yeah. Making an extra meal. I, I don't want to forget the food here. I'm really into yes, the food. Yes. Yes. No, we're really grateful for the food and, and, I really love the meal train. Um, and then things like, and then I would kind of look at bulletins mm -hmm. of local parishes um, and see if there was anything family specific. Yeah. And then I just like throw that in the email too, you know, like there's children's adoration at this parish, mm -hmm. you know, or we actually, there was a Bible study across town mm -hmm. that um, I started sending women to, to, and it ended up be, being like half our mom's group because it had free babysitting. And we were all drowning, most of us like away from family as transplants here, you know, like we're, we're on a third, fourth kid. And like, I just can't get ahead and I have no time to myself. And they had free babysitting. And so I advertised it to the group and our group populated that Bible study because it was really necessary for us. Um, and then over time, we've had things like clothing swaps, mm -hmm. which um, my friend, um, cruise in Steubenville hosted at her house once and it was awesome where she just like took everyone's donations, put them by size mm -hmm. and then people just showed up and shopped. Nice. Um, so it was pretty easy. We've hosted that a few times and we've hosted a Christmas toy swap. Mm -hmm. So basically the same thing. Like I would just take all the donations. I'd put them all out yeah. and then women would come and with the toy swap, cause it's for our kids and it's a little more competitive and it's not about sizes, <laughs> you know, we draw out of a hat, mm -hmm. you know, and everybody gets to pick, go through and pick one toy once mm. and then the second time you go through the numbers you yeah. get to pick like three toys or something, Those were you know, neat something events. like that you had like treats out in the in the garage and yeah as well. and different yeah. yeah yeah i'm in the wire too mm -hmm. um and different events bring different women mm -hmm. okay so our christmas toy swap was a totally different group than our mom's night right um and our anything spiritual or religious or children's adoration is a totally different group from you know, the clothing swap. Yeah, I was thinking of, that's one of the strengths of, of again, I this is interesting for me because like on, on the other side of this, I've been in different ways and different formats working on the dads and the husbands of the community for years. 
and that's come through a lot of different forms, a lot of things that have worked, a lot of things that haven't. Um, and currently I'm in a lull. I mean, I, I really, I really kind of stepped back with the baby coming and everything. I need to get back to doing my bonfire nights. Um, but, um, what you just said right there, there is a strength to having this guy, again, a decentralized loose knit community where there isn't just one kind of event. Mm-hmm. Like everybody is continually, yeah. uh, tr- trying things, contributing something because again, you may have one kind of event that works great for you, but it may not be on the right time or the right format or the right thing for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so to, to not feel like you have to make something that's permanent, mm-hmm. like it's okay to do one kind of thing and do it once and just try it really well or do it a few times, mm-hmm. do it once in a while, but not feel like you have to commit to something that's permanent and it's the end all be all. Mm-hmm. And it has to, it has to remain. No, that things yeah. have their seasons and you can try things out. And so something that's really neat about our group is it's not just homeschooling moms mm-hmm. and it's not just school moms. Like we have a, an array of all, like it's not just stay at home moms. It's not just working moms. Like it is like every, every type of Catholic woman under the sun. And sometimes some non-Catholics, like at the very beginning, like if we had a really great conversation with someone and it was really clear that they needed community, we'd invite them and just be like upfront, like this is a Catholic, you know, this is a church. Yeah, we all go to the same church, but you are absolutely welcome to be on our email list and you can come to the mom sites and you can come, you know, bring your kid to the play group and, yeah. you know, whatever you want to come to, um, just know that, we also talk about praying yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. So it's totally up to you if you want to come. Um, yeah. So the, the variety and the variety of events are as, and this is where like the other people in the group really shine. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I think the toy swap was someone else's idea. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Sarah's idea. Mm-hmm. And um, like uh, we have friends who, joined the mom's group, first lady in the mom's group, and then they became, he quit his job and they became farmers. Um, And so the mom's group was like, okay, who's going to buy what? How many jars of milk are you going to commit to if we're going to quit our job and and become farmers? Um, And then through that, like it's given us another anchor point for the group, which is they've got this stable farm Mm -hmm. and they host events, you know, harvest events and birthdays and stuff like that at their farm. And we also like, we know where to get our honey from and we know where to get our milk from and we know where to get our pork from and we know where to get our, (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, or at least we know it's an option. Um, yeah. And the, the diversity that that brings out too, it's a a whole different group of people who purchases meat and honey and milk, um, from the Russells. So yeah, no, it's, it, it is as diverse as the women who are in the group and everybody really, I know it sounds cheesy, but like everybody really does bring their own charism, you know, their own talent, their own blue flame, as Jennifer Fulweiler calls it to the group. Right. Yeah. No. And that seems like that's a good reason that it has worked is that you've got different personalities. You have a good organizing personality, but you don't necessarily want to put all the things on or have all the ideas or feel like you have to control that. And so. I don't have a super great bedside manner. Like I'm not the calm, kind person who, thinks of how everyone's going to react to what I just said. It all just spews out of my mouth. So uh, there are other people who are good at that in our group. Yeah. Well, I know it's been gratifying to me. I've, I've heard from lots of the dads or from uh, their wives as we've met at parishes and different events. You know, a lot of people really appreciate the group and the, the many women they've connected with. And so, again, it's messy. It's decentralized. It's loose-knit. It's always an ongoing experiment and evolution. But... Uh, but we need community. We desperately need it. And 
Uh, it's a great application of Chesterton's. If something's worth doing, it's worth doing wrong. Badly. So, badly. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, that's so true. So just as kind of a recap, if you're thinking about starting a mom's group, mm-hmm. um, first thing, like pray about it. Really tell God. Tell God what you want, where you need support. Um, the very first woman who came to our group had been praying to God that if they moved here, God had to give her friends. And now like, she's like the mama of our group, you know, like the one everybody (laughs) comes to, you know? Um, And so tell God what you need, what you want, where you need support, where you're hurting um, and how you want to bless other people and ask him to bring you the people. Um, don't be afraid to tell your priest. I, I still vacillate back and forth whether or not you want to make yourself a parish group with a parish bulletin, because that may put a lot of hoops and legalities in your way. So I would just go the route of like meeting somebody in the back of church, um, and introducing and saying like, Hey, you want to get together for play group or, you know, maybe showing up at the new parishioner, you know, every once in a while Mm -hmm. people have like new parishioner get togethers. And just showing up there and just being like, I'd love to show up, Father, and invite the young mom. Like, are there young moms coming? Like, I'd love to invite them. Um, You know, and we have a priest who sends us moms quite frequently. Um, So that's good. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I lost my train of thought. That's good. Those are are good enough pieces of advice. (laughs) Start small. We'd love to know yours. We could probably do a a follow-up episode at some point down the road um, if we gather some you know, oh yeah, of, what, what, I can talk know, about this. What ways hours. of managing groups? What structures? What kind of events? What sort of things have worked for you? Oh in yes, terms of tell me. Amongst women? We want to know it. I always We'd love to know gather that up and do like a follow up episode and, and work through some of that because again, a lot of times we just need a grab bag of ideas mm-hmm. that we can begin experimenting with yeah. because there's just there's no one perfect structure here. It's you, it's a it's a journey. So yeah. yeah, I read. We read every YouTube con- comment. Okay, I'm just saying. I read every YouTube comment. So yeah, <laughs> so if you want to get in touch with me, YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I would love to hear you. So yeah, yeah, thanks for joining us for this episode of Elevate Ordinary. Uh, we'd love to hear what you think. So be sure to leave us a comment or join the the patron community, the Manor at St. Anne's uh, community at Awaken Catholic. Um, let's see what else is going to say here. Um, I was going to say something. It was really important, really profound, but it'll have to wait till next time. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of Elevate Ordinary. Talk to you again next week. God bless. <laughs>